The Everyday Style School podcast is brought to you by our collection of capsule guides and style masterclasses. Maybe you're struggling with creating a style that really feels like you, or maybe you're overwhelmed by your overstuffed closet, or maybe you just want an easy, done-for-you wardrobe plan. Whatever you need, we've got a solution for you. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com and use code PODCAST at checkout to take 20% off of your next purchase. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at youreverydaystyle.com. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hey there. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast, the show that teaches you everything your mom never did about getting dressed. Today, I am answering your questions. We get lots of questions sent to us by listeners, and where we can, we try to turn them into full episodes because I sort of believe the whole math teacher thing, like ask the question, because if you're thinking it, probably a lot of other people are too. But sometimes the questions aren't quite big enough to fill 20 or 30 minutes, or we get questions that are too specific to just one person and wouldn't apply to a lot of people. And then we suggest a different solution. But today we're tackling the questions in our inbox that are concepts and ideas that are big enough to apply to lots of you, but not quite big enough for a whole episode. Real quick, I want to give a shameless plug for our capsule guides. A lot of women still don't know that with your purchase, you get access to our Facebook community where you can ask your style questions all season long and you can get personalized individual advice from both the ladies in the group and from me. And lots of women still don't know that when you purchase a capsule guide, you also get 50% off of virtual one-on-one styling sessions with me. So if you need extra style help, those benefits alone are worth the price. We have lots of women in our capsule group that don't follow the capsule guide at all. They're there for the community. They're there for the advice. So kind of look at the capsule guide as, as your admission into the community. Our fall capsule guide is out. There's a link to it in the show notes. And with that said, let's get into the questions. And we're going to kick it off with a question from Sandy T who wrote, hi, Jen, I love your podcast. And since listening to you, I've realized what I don't love about my wardrobe. It's mostly black and gray and doesn't make me smile. I'm the one you talk about who always picks the safe, practical thing. But in the end, I don't have any clothes I really love. I've tried to put more patterns and colors into my wardrobe to add a little pizzazz, but nothing ever goes together. I thought maybe a fun colored handbag would be a better idea. What colors would you recommend that go with everything? Thanks. Well, Sandy, first of all, thank you for your kind words. I always appreciate those. This is a question that I used to get a lot when I was working one-on-one with clients. Everyone wanted a non-neutral wardrobe that functioned exactly as a neutral wardrobe. And that may not be 100% realistic, but it doesn't mean that you can't have a colorful mix and match wardrobe that makes you smile. Now, I don't know you and I haven't seen your closet, but my best guess, just from what I've seen over the years, is that you're buying colors that are all over the place 
and not working within a defined color palette. When that happens, you have a little from this color family, a little from that color family, and they don't really work together. Let me give you a quick example of this. I've talked a lot about how my coloring is what's considered a light spring or what our pal, the color guru would consider a sunlit spring. My palette of best colors is light and bright and warm. In the summer, I tend to gravitate to the lights and brights like coral and sunshiny yellow, cerulean blue, that kind of thing. But in the fall, I sort of gravitate to the other side of the palette that has the light and warm neutrals like camel, terracotta, and clay. At the beginning of the summer, I bought a really fun watch band that was called Rainbow Animal Print, and it's not as tacky as it sounds, I promise you. And even though it was really colorful and really bold and not neutral at all, it went with just about everything I wear because it had the colors of my wardrobe right there. Now, fast forward a few months, and I was scrolling through Facebook, and an ad for the Olive in June Pumpkin Spice Ombre Nail Polish Set came up, and I had to have it. By the way, Olive in June, best polish ever, linked in the show notes. Okay, but every color in that set is also in my color palette. So I painted my nails the second the set arrived, and while I love the results, I've been wearing it nonstop for a couple of weeks, it looked terrible with my watch. The light and bright colors that I love in this summer didn't match the vibe of the warm and light colors that I gravitate to in the fall. Does that make sense? This happens a lot when women aren't building their wardrobes within a defined color palette. Lots of closets that I was in had heathered blue sweaters and saturated plum skirts and bright fuchsia tops and black and white pattern shells and ivory pants. Like you get the idea, right? It's impossible to find one color for a handbag that isn't a neutral that would really work with all of those pieces. So my advice to you would be to build your wardrobe within a well-defined color palette and then pick any color that goes with that said palette. I've often seen women try to bring in one color to tie everything in their wardrobe together instead of making sure their wardrobe does go together and then you can bring anything in that you want. For me, I could have any light and bright color for a handbag in the spring and summer and then switch to a color that works with those warmer tones that I prefer in the fall. Your color palette can be anything you want it to be. It does not have to be the colors that look best on you unless that is your priority. It can just be colors that you like best. That is a perfectly acceptable answer. However, if wearing colors that are best on you is your goal and you want to make color really, really easy, I cannot say enough about the color guru. Within days, you are able to build that cohesive wardrobe and you can add those items with pizzazz, as you say, I love that word, knowing that they're going to work with what you've got and look great on you. A defined color palette, whether it's with the color guru or just on your own, is the easiest, most successful way to bust out of a black and gray rut. And kudos to you for wanting to bust out of that rut. If you want to work with the color guru, head over to the show notes on our website for a link to work with her, as well as a coupon code. If you are heading to her website on your phone right now and you don't want to head to our website first, just head to yourcolorguru.com and use code everydaystyle to take 10% off of any package. All right, Sandy, I hope that helps you have more fun and more pizzazz. Again, I love that word in your wardrobe. Okay, next up, we have a question from Michelle P. in Australia, who writes, 
I have a style question that I'm hoping you might be able to help with. My vision deteriorated in my 20s and I now wear contact lenses every day. I'd like to have the option of wearing glasses, but I feel very self-conscious wearing them. None of the frames I try on or buy look or feel right to me. Do you have any advice on how to choose glasses? What should I look out for if I want frames that suit me? For example, what are the rules when thinking about frame shape, size, color, etc.? All right. Great question, Michelle. I know that this is something that a lot of women struggle with, which is why we're answering it. Okay. There are a few things to consider when choosing the best eyewear for you, specifically your face shape, your coloring, and your style. Also, you need to consider how the glasses actually fit on your face, but that one's pretty obvious and very individual. So I'm just going to talk about the first three. Let's start with face shape. I'm not going to cover the best frame shapes for each face shape because literally every website that sells eyewear has a shop by face shape guide. What I have found though, is that lots of women are confused about what their face shape even is. Like they say, well, I don't know. It's kind of a roundish, ovalish, hardish square. It can leave you feeling more lost. So what I want to share is this easy tip for figuring out your face shape. What I want you to do is pull your hair back from your face with a headband or a ponytail. Make sure it's off your forehead. Look in your bathroom mirror and trace right on your mirror around your face with lipstick. That'll wipe off really easily. You can use a dry erase marker too, but just draw right on your mirror with lipstick around your face. Then I want you to step back and look at the shape you just drew. What does it most closely resemble? That's your face shape. That's pretty easy. If you're still confused and you really can't tell between two face shapes, not everyone's like a perfect oval or a perfectly round shape. There's a lot of overlap. But if you can't tell between two, look at the styles for each shape on the eyewear website and see if there are any frame shapes that overlap between the two. Those are most likely going to be your best for your face shape. The next thing to consider is your coloring. This is another place that knowing which colors look best on you really comes in handy. When the heavy black frames like the nerd glasses became trendy a few years ago, I really wanted a pair. I thought they were so cool. But every time I put them on, I just hated the way they looked. I now admit how drab and dull I feel wearing black close to my face. So why did I think putting black on my face would feel any better, right? I went to the glass store and... A woman at the eyewear store helped me pick a pair that were still chunkier than I had been wearing. They had the, the same kind of weight and shape as the nerd glasses I wanted so much, but they were a light brown tortoiseshell. They weren't the exact vision I had in my head, but admittedly, they looked a lot better and I felt better in them. When the color guru was on the show, we were talking about choosing glasses. She made the comment that if your coloring is really delicate, bright colored glasses can overwhelm your face, even if the color is in your palette of bests. I think this is a really good point, and it can make the difference between you wearing the glasses and the glasses wearing you. So on this one, I would start with the colors that look best on you and then sort of match the intensity of color in the frames to the intensity of your coloring. Finally, and honestly, I think the most important one is to consider your personal style. The first two pieces of advice I just gave are about finding what is objectively, traditionally the most flattering on you. 
If that's your goal and those things are important to you, start start there. Start with those things. However, if your goal is to simply have things that you love, start with your personal style. Could I have had those thick black nerd glasses that I love so much? Absolutely, I sure could have. There were lots of fair-haired, fair-skinned, blonde people wearing those glasses, and no one ran screaming down the street in horror. It just doesn't happen. So this is the part where you have to decide if you want your glasses to be a fashion statement or not, and where that falls in your priorities. I sent out an email a couple of months ago now, I think, talking about my love for Zenny Optical, there's a link in the show notes, and sharing some of the glasses that I've bought from them. I love how inexpensive they are because for the first time, I can use my glasses as an accessory and have a little bit more fun with them. When you're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on one pair that you intend to wear every day for years, there's a lot more pressure to get it perfectly right. But now I have like five or six pairs from Zenny. Some are more successful than others, but it's been super fun to try new things. If your style is bold and fun, choose bold and fun frames. If your style is more subtle, choose a pair that isn't a standout. But in the end, you've got to love how they look on you. All right. This next question came to us from our Facebook page from Jen M who wrote, hi, Jen, if you have time in your podcast schedule, I'm going to need help and assistance letting go of my skinnies, like 30 minutes of you can do this. Well, from one Gen M to another, I hate to tell you this, but I can't give you 30 minutes of you can do this to let go of your skinnies. On this show, we have covered trends. We've covered changing up your style. We've covered letting your eyes get used to new styles. We've covered honoring your personal style, and we've covered how to dress your body shape. Unfortunately, the last part in your journey to let go of your skinnies is either to do it or don't do it. This reminds me of an early lesson with Linda that I shared. I think it was part one or two of the bra episodes. It was about the Linda who heard me speak at the same event year after year. And every year she said, where do I go for good bras? And every year I shared with her where to go for good bras. It was like three years in a row. She kept asking, but she didn't go for a bra fitting. There was no more knowledge I could give her. At some point, she either had to go get a bra fitting or not go get a bra fitting. Her challenge was not a style or a wardrobe challenge. Her challenge was a mental hangup about investing in herself or facing a size she didn't want to be or making the time to go to the store. I I don't know, but there was really no more advice that I could give her. A lot of times women hem and haw about trying new things or buying something they love that's a little bit more than they wanted to spend, and they play it off like they're struggling with their wardrobe or their style, but it isn't about that at all. And with love, Jen M, I think that's where you are. Could we do a 30-minute one-on-one coaching call? Sure, we sure can. But your 30 minutes would be better spent in a fitting room putting non-skinny jeans on your body and asking yourself, do I like this? Or spending 30 minutes asking yourself, what is my hang-up about a different silhouette of jeans? Or watching Netflix because you've simply decided that you like skinnies and all other jeans can take a hike. All of those are a good use of your 30 minutes. 
You don't have to wear things that you don't like if you're happy with your current situation. And once you're ready to move on and try new things, you will. Don't make trying new things bigger than it really is. Next time you're at Target, just go put a pair of non-skinnies on in the fitting room. It'll take you two minutes. See how you feel about them. It doesn't have to be that earth shattering. Okay. The next question came from my Instagram DMs from Sophie who asked, this year I want to invest in a grown-up handbag. Do you have advice for choosing the right bag based on my body shape? I'm an hourglass. First of all, let me say that I completely understand the feeling of wanting to get 100% right when you're about to make a big investment. It's like I just talked about with the glasses. When it's something that is going to cost you a good chunk of money and it's something that you're going to use all the time, you really want to make sure that it is perfect. And I also know that there's a lot of advice out there on the internet about this topic, about where your bag should hit between your shoulder and your hip to maximize or minimize your hips and choose a shape that's sort of opposite of your body shape, like an angular bag for an hourglass and a slouchier shape bag for a rectangle. But I got to be honest with you, I think that this is taking the need for perfection too far. Have you ever noticed anybody, anybody ever, how their handbag complements their shape or not, whether it was hitting at the right spot on their hip. I know that I haven't. And I watch people basically for a living. And then what about bags with multiple straps, right? Sometimes I use the shoulder bag strap on my current bag and sometimes I wear it crossbody. Am I committing a style sin with one of them? I don't want to live in a style world where I can't use the strap that is most functional for my day because I'm afraid it won't flatter my hips. This grown-up bag, as you called it, is an investment for you. For you. Make it one you love. Make it one that you love to pick up every single day and it makes you feel so good when it is hanging on your arm. Lots of women I know have a bag in their mind that they would love to own. If you can afford it, buy that one. I guarantee that you will get more joy out of a bag that you absolutely love than one that is flattering for your hips. Okay, our last question of the day comes from Rachel who asked, Hi Jen, I have a terrible feeling that my wardrobe looks dated. And after listening to your show, I know how to update my closet, but the problem is I don't want to. I like a lot of the things I wear, but I would like to look more in style than I do. Do you have any advice on ways to do that? Rachel, I have a feeling that you know what my first piece of advice is going to be. And that is, if you love something, wear it. No one, including style experts on the internet, actually, especially style experts on the internet should make you feel like you need to part with clothes that you still love and wear. That should be the entire point of style is that I have found something that I love. It still makes me feel great. If you have those things, keep wearing them. If you look in the mirror and you think, dang girl, you are killing it. Why would you change it? The only person who needs to love your style is yourself. So keep on wearing those things that you love. Now, with that said, I think there is a way to wear things that are less than current in a way that looks more current. I've talked about the concept of a trend salad versus a trend garnish before. And for anybody who is listening to the show for the first time, I'll just quickly say that a trend salad is wearing lots of super trendy of the moment pieces all at once, which can be a little tough to do and might feel a little bit costumey. On the other hand, a trend garnish is choosing one trending piece and mixing it in with more classic established looks. 
This is a great way for those who are a little trend shy or who don't want to look like they're trying too hard to stay current. My thought is, what if you try to dated garnish instead of a dated salad. So rather than pairing skinny jeans with flat riding boots and a t-shirt with a cami sticking out the bottom and an oversized scarf, you would pair skinny jeans with a more current top and booties and lose a scarf. Or you could pair your flat riding boots with a midi skirt instead of skinnies. You get, you get the idea. Each piece won't look as dated when paired with things that are more current. The overall styling of an outfit contributes to how current things look too. So this would be a really good way to wear the things you love in an updated fashion. Okay, there you have it. A few questions that have been on our listeners' minds the last few months. If you've got a style question and you're not in the current capsule community on Facebook, you can email it to podcast at youreverydaystyle.com and we will be happy to consider it for an upcoming show. Don't forget to head over to our website at youreverydaystyle.com to get the links to the things that we talked about on today's show and links to follow us on social media so that you don't miss out on any of the style advice that we share. On our next episode, I'm tackling a topic so many of you have asked for, and that is the best underwear for your body shape. Get notified the minute it comes out by subscribing to the show on your favorite podcast platform. It's going to be a good one. I know that you ladies struggle with the undies, so we're going to tackle it together. That's in two weeks. We'll see you then. Bye for now. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.